Here's a message from Ken Lavica. I suppose I have to own it today. I have been and continue to be wrong about the Dolphins. Christian can't hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is! It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Have you, Theo, ever been in a situation, and it doesn't have to be sports, life, whether you've supported someone or something, you've vociferously, vociferously spoken for it with, with great urgency, and something happens, something occurs, or it's just a revelation, and you realize maybe, just maybe, I've uh, been lying to myself the entire time and subconsciously I knew the truth and wasn't willing to face it. Have you ever been in a life situation like that? Yeah, man. uh, Personally, there were three men I looked up to growing up. My father, my big brother, and Will Smith. Um, I used to emulate all three of them in different ways. Uh, Will Smith, specifically his role in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You could have given me, by the way, 500 <laughs> guesses about what the third would have been, and I would not have guessed Will Smith. I didn't, nobody would. That's great. And I love it. As a young, heavily influenced kid who grew up in the era I grew up in, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, yeah, yeah like it was it was the the holy grail, and I wanted to be just like the Fresh Prince. And, and in, going into my young adulthood, I still followed Will Smith, thought he was great and hilarious, but then there were all these little signs where I was like, he's a little weird. He's a little wacky. What do you mean, Scientology? What do you mean his wife is treating him like that? What do you mean he's getting up in the middle of award shows and slapping folk? And eventually I realized, you know what? Let me give that up. So now I'm down to two. My big bro and my dad. All right. So yeah. so it's no longer the Holy Trinity. It's no. just the Holy Duo. The big duo. Yeah. Big two. Uh, mine's not exactly like that, but, <laughs> but I suppose it lives in the same neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, Theo, you know, Seacat, you know, by the way, Stone off today, coming back from the FCS National Championship. So uh, Audible Assassin, Christian Cat, Seacat uh, hanging with us. You guys know, I, from the very early moments of the season, especially after that fourth quarter against the Chargers week one, I was preaching uh, that this was different Mm -hmm. for the Dolphins. Mm. This was not last year's team. This was not the fluky Adam Gase playoff team. This was not the squad under Tony Sperano in his first year that came out of nowhere to win the AFC East. This was different. This was a team that had it. It had the coach. It had the quarterback. It had the talent. It had the system. It had the defense. It had the decision makers to be different, to make a deep postseason run, to be a Super Bowl contender. And things looked great, great until about week six or seven you started to see some cracks the Eagles came about the Chiefs came about but you know what they got back on the horse and the offense started to click again but then December came and the same fatal flaws have presented themselves in this month that we saw last year now the good thing is Tua stayed healthy 17 games Problem is, everybody else has gotten injured on this Dolphins team, and I know what's about to happen now. Oh, here goes Ken, about to make excuses. Excuses. Making excuses. The excuse machine, ramp it up. You sound like the Bills. Uh, it's, uh, I, listen, I you can, uh, you can attack me on that. There's no doubting that injuries have played a big part in the Dolphins not winning the AFC East, letting that thing slip away. They had a three-game lead six weeks ago, and they let that whole thing slip away. Injuries played a massive, massive, massive part on that. Like last night, Melvin Ingram, 34 years old, linebacker trying to defend uh, Bill's tight ends. That's not a recipe for success, and that's the situation the Dolphins are in right now. You have to acknowledge that. You have to, or you don't know ball, flat out, okay? But I keep getting this sense, and it I hate when Colin Cowherd said it, Remember the 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 Cowboys are a Gucci bag, Dolphins are fake Gucci. 
Remember, remember when he said that? And I went off on a rant against <laughs> Colin Cowherd. Uh, that you has, attacked everything he said in the past decade. Yeah, that, that. that that has uh, six-figure views on social media. I mean, I went after the guy, yeah. okay? The problem that I find myself in today is that there's probably a little bit of a semblance of truth to that. The Dolphins continually, under Mike McDaniel, feel like they're physical enough, physical enough, they can withstand body punches, but as soon as a team hits a certain threshold of physical, the Dolphins just sort of melt, both sides, offensively and defensively, and that's absolutely what happened last night. As soon as you get past the number ones across the board at each position, you can sort of make them fold like paper. If you beat him up a little bit, mm. if you bully him a little bit. Wow. And to me, that really came to the surface last night. I, I I declared this team a Super Bowl contender. I started having my doubts, but I was still holding out hope, you know. Last night definitely dashed that. Last night definitely dashed that. I straight up was wrong about the Dolphins this season. Saturday, could they go to Kansas City and win? Sure. Would it be a terrible look on Kansas City if the Dolphins win in there with nobody healthy and beat the Chiefs? It absolutely would be, which is why I I, I don't think Patrick Mahomes, of all people, is going to let that happen. Okay? Pat Mahomes, of all people, isn't going to, to, to let River Craycraft come in against that Chiefs defense. They're going to be able to get the job done against a Dolphins offense that has been quite not effective over the last four or five weeks, right? Yeah. And a Chiefs defense that should be able to handle that even if they give up a couple of points. Patrick Mahomes, this feels like it could be a get right against the Dolphins defense yeah. where they, they legitimately could play myself and Theo and it would be not much of a drop off from what they had at the end of the game last night in the loss to the Bills where the AFC East was gacked away. I was wrong about the Dolphins. And the biggest thing to me is my saving grace even outside of injuries, even if the, 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 the Dolphins were hit badly by the, the, the injury bug, Mike McDaniel was going to figure it out, right? Yeah. And that's why you got Vic Fangio, right? And I feel like Mike McDaniel and some of the play calling in the second half last night, the Dolphins were horrific in the second half last night. Horrific. They didn't even get to 20 plays in the second half Man. last night. They didn't get to 20 plays. They had 100 rushing yards at halftime. Guess what they finished with? 108. Oh. They didn't do anything in the second half. Nothing. Tyreek Hill's dropping passes. Tua, if he doesn't have his first read, plays dead. Or just throws it up there. Yeah. Just throws it up there in a double cover. The Bills, all the Bills did was adjust to one high safety, and the running game was completely taken away. I I was wrong. Mike McDaniel still is a lot more raw than I thought as a coach. Vic Fangio, the Dolphins started to make this push defensively, and then things have fallen off again. And he, he the grand defensive master, hasn't been able to figure out how to retool things with the injuries. I will admit, and I apologize to Colin Cowherd for going at him. That's my fault, Okay. You still get a ton wrong, Colin. I mean, a ton. I cannot believe you're a national host with that little amount of research or how bad a research team you have. Okay? Yeah. Dwayne Haskins, dead. Okay? And it doesn't even take a research team for you to know that Dwayne Haskins is no longer living. Like has passed. It was a national story, and it was recent, and it was very, very... It was a weird story, too. It was one that we covered for like a week. But again, I'm not trying to duck it. I apologize to him because at his expense, I got a lot of clout. Yeah. Okay? Um, It works. Yeah, it it worked. Uh, I also apologize to Tony Romo, who I took to task, and I take him to task all the time on this show. Um, Alien! But he said after the Bills beat the Chiefs to really start this late season push for oh, the Bills uh, with the lateral that was wiped out because of Kadarius Tony lining up offside. He said after that game, the Bills, the <coughs> the Bills could could win the AFC East. The Bills could win the AFC East, and at that point they were still three games back of the of, of the Dolphins. Yeah. And I said that's ridiculous. This guy has such a uh, a, a sports rection for Josh Allen and the Bills that he's going to say something stupid like that. Like Jim Nance literally came in and corrected him. But you know what? Tony Romo was right. I was wrong. I was wrong about the Dolphins. I was wrong about how far advanced this coaching staff is, how reliable this coaching staff is. 
and I was wrong about this team's toughness. I was wrong about this team being a Super Bowl contender. I acknowledge that. Now that we're done with the regular season, I was wrong about the Dolphins being a Super Bowl contender. Let's let's admit to things we were wrong about. God knows we go into seasons, we make these prognostications, these predictions, or these claims, these takes, all of these things we do, even within a season, Theo. And God knows we're wrong. I mean, Christ, I spent all the first 12 weeks of the season saying Jordan Love sucks. Right. Now, Jordan Love, kind of a dude. Jordan Love going to the playoffs with a team that looks like they get a couple of bounces. They could be a problem three weeks from now. I mean, he's making back foot throws, firing missiles, standing in the pocket, making unbelievable decisions in games that, that matter. Yeah. In games that matter. Guess who has failed to show up largely in games that matter? Tua. What or who do you admit you were most wrong about this NFL season? What or who do you admit you were most wrong about this NFL season? I, to you, the general public, and you can line up and you can flog me all you want. I'm expecting it. That's fine. Nobody in this region preaches dolphins harder than I do. Palm Beach County Treasure Coast. And I'm sure it's to the point of annoyance, okay? I'm acknowledging I was wrong. What or who do you admit you are most wrong about this NFL season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. What or who do you admit you are most wrong about this NFL season? I'm not mad about what happened last night with the Dolphins. It's just very disappointing because you think they have a fourth quarter lead. They can bring it together. They can get the job done. It's 14 to seven. You're punting, trying to, to, to pin the bills back deep in their own territory. And then this from Deontay Hardy takes place and the game completely changed from there. This Mike Tirico on NBC. Punt. Back to back possessions. Jake Bailey with a, Big punt, sends Deontay Hardy all the way back to the five, has some space, takes off, look out, Hardy, gets a block downfield, Hardy's going to go, he's in midfield, nobody's going to catch him, Deontay Hardy, 95 yards! That was the beginning of the end, right there. The Dolphins didn't stand a chance after that, and the killer part of that too, Theo, The Dolphins were down to who basically is edge rusher number five on the roster, Cam Good. And what happened to him? He blew out his knee on the play, took out Alec Ingold in punt coverage, and that's what created the hole that led to the 96-yard punt return touchdown. I mean, that right there is December Dolphins in a nutshell. I was wrong about the Dolphins. I was wrong about my unyielding faith in Mike McCarthy and Vic Fangio. Over the last couple of weeks, it especially McCarthy, or Mc, I said McCarthy, McDaniel, yeah. it hasn't been there. The offense has not looked good in five weeks. It hasn't. What or who do you admit you were most wrong about this NFL season? 888-760-3776. Theo, we all make claims. I just feel like we should yeah, own it. Yeah. We should own it. Because I, I, I knew coming in today that if I didn't own it, if I was belligerent, if I said, there's still a chance, and I wasn't living in a real... I, I realized that I've just been clouded by fandom. That is what happened. And now I've had the clarity, and I'm not ashamed of it. I don't regret it, but I feel like I need to acknowledge it because I have I have been wrong. You you should never, and I'm glad you said you don't regret it, um, just like Jameis Winston doesn't regret handing that ball off to Jamal Williams on the one-yard line and, and shoving it down the Falcons' throat. <coughs> Excuse me. This industry isn't about regret, Ken. Um, we love you for that passion. Next take up. Yeah. <laughs> next take up. Right next tape up, That's man. Right. It, it's, uh, this industry is about passion. It's about living in the shoes of fandom at some times. And that can cloud your judgment. But at the end of the day, you're standing on business. You stood on business then when you said the, the Dolphins would be a contender mm-hmm. and they had a shot. And you're standing on business this, uh, this afternoon, as you admit, that they're going to fold at Arrowhead Stadium, yeah. the Chiefs will overcome them, yeah. and we could put a put to bed this wonderful Dolphins season. I will say this. I mean, now how do you feel about them not going for the record back against the Broncos week four or five? 
It, I mean, it would have been worth it now because the whole point <laughs> back then was our goal is a Super Bowl. I, I'm, well, that's out the window. You should have got the damn record when you had a chance. Uh, I guess. If that— Against the, Sean Payton. The AFC East banner or the uh, scored most points in a game banner, yes. I would take the latter. Or are they the former? former? Yeah, the you former. You would rather the AFC East banner. Yes. There's but, been a lot of AFC East champions. That's what I'm saying. There's a only one team that could have put up 77 against Sean Payton and humiliated mm. him for life. God. You could have been that team. But yeah. all right, I regress. Or I digress. Digress. I also regress in my ability to speak. Yeah. Um, but you asked me what my, my most wrong take yeah, was. Yeah, well, what were you most wrong season? about this NFL season? Maybe it was before the year and you were ultimately wrong. Maybe it was mid year. You said, Sammy, hell, it could have been two weeks ago. And you were wrong about it. The low-hanging fruit would be that the Chiefs would figure out their their pass catcher situation because they never did. And I kept mm. leaning on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes will find a way. They and that's going to be their fatal flaw in the yeah, playoffs. They're going to lose because of poor pass catching options and and uh, poor connections between Mahomes and his guys. I won't go there. I, I got to go back to the bane of your existence, the bane of all Dolphins fans' existence, and the the star of the show last night, and and that's the Buffalo Bills. When the Bills were down this year, and it started on Thursday night football to open the season when the Bills played the Jets, and Aaron Rodgers goes down four snaps in, and Josh Allen throws the Jets into a win, like literally gave them the ball so many times that Zach Wilson had enough opportunities to make scoring drives happen against the, the, the Bills. We forget. We think about this 6-6 six and six start as the Bills' downfall, but really it started on the opening night of the regular season. All year long, I've been totally out on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, me too. Josh Allen has been a, a turnover machine. Uh, the team has seemed out of sync, even from the offseason when Stephon Diggs was uh, kind of causing up a stir. Like then not weeks good in. vibes. Objectively bad vibes around that team. You got your coach trying to rally the troops by praising terrorists. Hey, be be as organized, be as organized as and on it as as Muhammad Atta. Yeah, that's not good. Not a good sign. No. You have your offensive coordinator fired in Ken Dorsey, though the problem with the team was 12 men on the field, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. that game? It was after the Broncos mm-hmm. game where they had 12 mm-hmm. men on the field. I don't know how the special teams coordinator got out of that thing uh, unscathed, but you 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 make Ken Dorsey the scapegoat midway through the year. We start looking around at each other, and I was one of the ones standing on the podium saying, hey, Sean McDermott. It might be about that time, buddy. It'll be getting hot. You're running out of coordinators to blame this on. Right. And somehow, some way, the Buffalo Bills win six out of seven games. They go from being the 11th seed in the AFC with no shot at making the playoffs with a tough schedule ahead of them to not only making the playoffs, but having a higher seed than the Kansas right. City Chiefs. Right. And being, I mean, yesterday. The two seed. Think about the Bills. Going into yesterday. 24 hours ago at this point, 12-18 on Sunday, there was a legitimate chance that the Bills-Dolphins game was going to be for the Bills' survival to get into the playoffs. Think about that. And now, the Bills are, once again, sexy pick to win the Super Bowl. They are the two-seed. With that same guy, that same big, burly moron at quarterback... Who is throwing balls all over the place, yeah. willy nilly? Eli, I, I my one You're of my right. bold, one half of my bold prediction on Thursday about week eighteen of the season was going to be Dolphins win. Eli Apple interception, the win part wrong. Eli Apple interception, I think more impressive. I got that one. Well, Josh Allen was terrible, but because he's Josh Allen. Just keep it coming. Keep it coming. He's a tsunami of stupidity and sensational. I've never seen anything like it from an NFL player. The most volatile superstar we've had in the league. I can't think of a more volatile superstar. He's he's like if if a tsunami came in and you're like, oh my God, my home, my family, we're all going to die. But then the tsunami at the last moment, instead of mass amounts of fatal water, it's a bunch of like Skittles that come rolling in. You're like, oh, that hurt. And my house has has been destroyed, but boy, that's tasty. Like that's Josh wow. Allen. That sounds like a Skittles commercial I've seen before. Well, Ckat, am I tripping? Is it? I don't know. That Sk- sounds Skittles familiar. Commercials if get Skittles crazy, wants to call man. me, they can pay me. Yeah, waves of Skittles coming through and crashing down a house. That that'll be interesting. But what I will say is, with the Bills, the funny thing is, as much as I feel like I was wrong about the team because the team ended up being successful and they are now in a position that they're in a position of power, really, like they have a chance to. Not only win the AFC, but do it 
through home field advantage if somebody could take out the Ravens. I mean, what I was most wrong about was the team's overall resilience and the guys around Josh Allen. But if you think about it, Josh Allen has not been a beacon of shining light for this team, no. even in this seven-game stretch of winning. You use that R word, resilient, yeah. and I think he's probably the poster boy for it. I mean, he goes out and makes every mistake in the quarterback book, and then he's right out there at the next possession, see, Ken? But what quarterback would you put in his spot that would have better results yeah. than Josh Allen? That's right. what I'm saying. Like, I mean, who does all the team. stuff that he does for that yeah. team? I think the funny thing about it is, though... I mean, that third and 13, a basic clincher first down last yeah. night, nobody else is doing that. There are, there are several quarterbacks you can put in that position that would have that team more successful, I would say. Oh, come on, More man. successful. That team goes with him. Yeah. No way. That team goes with him, but also it goes with the detriment of Josh Allen. There's a reason they started 6-6. Six and six. If you put a Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson in that position, or even a Joe Burrow, I think, personally, and again, we can't prove this out, but I think that team would have less volatility, maybe a lower ceiling, but they would be like a one seed in the AFC. That's a really good roster, and, and you would think at least good enough coaching. Joe Brady's looked good. Uh, James Cook is an, is an elite pass-catching back. Stephon Diggs is, what, a top five, top six receiver in the league. Dalton Kincaid, he looks like the next Travis Kelsey. But I feel like, especially someone like Dalton Kincaid or someone like Knox or who's the 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 little David. slot receiver that killed the Dolphins last night? Big speedster. Um, um, uh, Shakir. Yeah, Shakir. Yeah. Josh Allen, while he is a walking pick, he elevates all those guys big time. Mm. Like, big time. He does. I, I think he does. that the Eagles, the Eagles try to do what the Bills do, where you get ultra-physical and you have a quarterback that you want to uh, trust is going to make the big play when it's there, and he, if there's a mistake made, he's able to just bulldoze through it. Jalen Hurts, I don't think he's able to bulldoze through his mistakes. Josh Allen, he of the boorish ultra physical offense uh quarterbacks in the NFL he's the standard yeah because he does it all he can he can hurt you badly but he also more than any quarterback in the NFL in my opinion has the opportunity to then not only bring you back to level but then help you soar past where you are at after his miscue but if you were to be honest about this uh there ha- name the last time that you've seen soaring out of Josh Allen in a disproportionate value to the also tanking that he's done for his team. It's like, yeah. it's that's what I mean by like... But without him, I don't know what the Bills are. You're right. I don't know. It depends on who you put in that spot. I, there's a level of consistency that comes with... I mean, the same guy, Josh Allen, that elevates guys like Diggs and Shakir and Kincaid and, and Knox, he also frustrates the hell out of guys like Diggs and Kincaid and Shakir and Knox and Gabe yeah. Davis because of the erratic mistakes... The bad balls, extending plays a little bit too long. Like he, it, it goes both ways. The fumbles. I do think the insanity, though, from him, the CCAT, is, is sort of what keeps defenses off balance. <laughs> like we yeah. don't know what the hell. Bit, is it an ego problem in a good way or a bad way where Josh Allen does not care about the interceptions on the stat line? I or is it he thinks he can do whatever well, and he ends up not getting away with it? I don't think it's ego. I think it's just we're talking about a guy with uh, with like a, a mid-50s IQ. <laughs> yeah. So he's just like, and he goes back out there and he, does ju- he just does Josh Allen things. But even uh, you, didn't, you mentioned three of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL coming into the season, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes who might do better with the Bills roster if they were substituted instead of Josh Allen. I'll take a top five Josh Allen any day of the week. Like, that's not a yeah. knock on him. If you're comparing him to those guys. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not saying he, that's what I mean. I'm not saying the dude is 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 bad. What I'm saying is, like, to win a Super Bowl, you've got to win, what, three games in a row for them? They would have to win the wild card, divisional. Yeah. You have to win four games in a row. But now, in theory, their only road game is at Baltimore. Right, and, and you can you can play at home. That's great. No matter the circumstance, no matter the scenery, no matter the situation, Josh Allen is a volatile quarterback. He's a volatile superstar, and just as easy as he can win you four games in a row, he can lose you any given Sunday. It could be the Titans. It could be the Jaguars. It could be the Colts. It could be a team on their third-string quarterback. It can be the Jets to open the season who had to play with Zach Wilson after watching Aaron Rodgers go down. He can lose you any game. And when you talk about those top three, top five guys, there's nobody else in that sentence, in that category, who you would say, huh, there's a good chance going into this game, he can very well lose it for I got you. But so, those other guys will win games for I, you, too. I would argue, though, too, to get through the AFC and to get through the Ravens, that's the target. 
you need a quarterback. And while he might have the biggest difference from where his ceiling is to where his floor is, his ceiling is so high potentially, he's the only reasonable option to be the quarterback that comes out of the AFC if someone's going to knock off Lamar and company. I I would trust him to beat Lamar more than any other AFC quarterback involved in the proceedings in the postseason because think, of who he is and how he plays. I think so. And like the better comparison, not the better comparison, but it's the defense that the Ravens have, who they've bullied guys, or yeah. what Steve Smith would say, just a guy. Like the Jared yep. Goff, who's mm. played well this year, but right. he's kind of just a guy. Right. Brock Purdy's played well this year, but you know, Geno Smith, same deal. The thing they beat is, up those guys. The Bills are unbullyable, right? Because Josh Allen is unbullyable. He's just he's he's physically and mentally unbullyable because mentally I don't think he's all there and physically he's gigantic and strong and corn-fed and insane. He's easily confused though. For sure. And the Ravens defense might be the perfect the perfect team to get away with like a four interception Josh Allen game. Like I could really see that this year like Josh Allen trots in, he's off of a couple wins, it's the AFC Championship game, it's in Baltimore. And then here it goes. Three first-half interceptions, a fumble, sure. uh, Kyle Hamilton coming from the backside and picking him off when he tries to throw a deep ball to Gabe Davis. Like, I can see the negative side of it just as much as I can see the positive but side. I also would argue that Josh Allen is the main instigator of this late-season run that helped the Bills win. Uh, or has it been James Cook? Or has no. it been Joe Brady James going Cook, away from Josh Allen I saw more James often. Cook have a pass go right off his chest in the end zone last night. Like, sorry, I, it's not. Uh, it, they've been fine. best when they've leaned on other parts of their game. Has it been Deontay Hardy's 96-yard pump return? Right. Without that, but, they don't win that that's game last one night. Fleeting, uh, I still think they maybe Has do it been Kadarius Tony night. lining up off sides? I mean, that definitely lot. helped. But, again, he is the heart and soul of that thing. Yes. Josh yeah. Allen is the heart and soul of that thing. Without him, they're just different. But Theo was wrong about the Bills. He yeah. thought they were dead. I thought it was Discounted over. them. I'm in the same boat as that. And here they are, AFC East champions. <sighs> Jesus, did the dog. Like, it, does, it doesn't even feel like a choke, though. It just feels like it was a slow bleed, and we sort of knew what was coming. And I think that that's maybe the biggest damning uh, – it's it's the most the most – damning introspective look at Dolphins fandom is that sort of felt like this was coming Yeah, the whole time sort of felt like this was coming the whole time as opposed to last year though this season you had maybe sprinkles of hope beat up on the Jets beat up on the Commanders and eke out that win over the Cowboys but if you look at it as a whole offense has been bad defense has regressed injuries have piled up and the Bills after all of this even though they stole it in week 18 it feels like the right team won the division. That's what pisses me off the most. It didn't have to be this way. And the way the teams are constructed, the way they play, and how physical they are, and how competent they are at actually playing football that translates to the postseason. Those teams generally are winning divisions. The Bills are the rightful winner of the division. And it drives me insane because I felt like this season was going to be different. And I was wrong about the Dolphins. What or who do you admit you were most wrong about this NFL season? 888 888- 760-3776-888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Never wrong about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They are there to help you if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain and you need to see an expert in the field. It's Baptist Health Orthopedic Care with their team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources sources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. I was wrong about the Dolphins being Super Bowl contenders. I was wrong about Mike McDaniel and being able to unflinchingly trust him in big games. I've been wrong about Tua performing in big games, wrong about Vic Fangio and that defense after they started to elevate. They've just sunk back down, injuries and all. The Dolphins cannot overcome injuries like NFL teams do. And I, I, the, the great ones, and I don't understand it. I was wrong about the Dolphins, okay? And I apologize to Colin Cowherd for calling him out to uh, tens of thousands of impressions on social media. I was wrong, and I apologize to Tony Romo. Theo was wrong about the Bills. They look dead. I thought they were dead, but here they are, and they're the AFC East champions. God, man. And the two seed. 
The two and seed. the two seed. And the two seed. Wow. Uh, they, the, the road to Baltimore for the AFC title game goes through Buffalo. What or who do you admit you were most wrong about this NFL season? It's time to own up. I'm doing it. I'm trying to be a role model. Theo's trying to be a role model. We could boorishly sit here and just assert our sports talk dominance over this region and keep spouting off takes and say, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't. No, we're acknowledging that we were wrong about things through a long, grinding 18-week NFL regular season. I suggest you do the same and get some of uh, get get some of the uh, the 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 fallacies and some of the sins off your chest. Okay, your sports sin chest. What or who do you admit you were most wrong about this NFL season? Cleanse yourself. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV one zero six three. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Christian Cat. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka Theo and Stone. ESPN one zero six three. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I mean, as you guys know, I spent a lot of the season, hey, as long as you beat the teams, as long as you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, you're all right. You're all right. Look at the plight of the Bills. Look at the plight of the Chiefs. Uh, Who else was I using as an example of that? Uh, that was uh, primary. Uh, Eagles, right? Oh, yeah. Look at the plight of the Eagles. Yeah. Losing to the... The, the Jets. Oh, yeah. And somebody no. else, too. Greater show on turf. They didn't beat a winning team all year, right? Uh, For the Dolphins? Yeah, you're right. And, I, and then I said, you're right. Well, he See, was Ken? saying that, yeah. No, greatest show on turf, 99 Rams. They, oh. they, they, did not, uh, they did not beat a single above 500 team or a team that would eventually be above 500 in their entire regular season yeah. back in 99. Historical precedence. Yeah, there, it was right there for you. But I can't, I can't deny these numbers. This from Shiel Capadia, uh, the ringer. Capadia? Yeah. Sorry, Shiel. I got the first name right. Yeah, yeah, it's all, yeah most of it. Dolphins end the regular season 1-5 with a minus 91-point differential against playoff teams. Only the Giants and Commanders had a worse point differential against playoff teams. Jesus, man. What exactly I, I does that say? That. It, it just, I mean, obviously it's a little skewed because of what happened against the Ravens. But still, it says that home or away, the Dolphins did not beat good teams yeah. this year. My my thing was, well, let them come down to South Florida. Let them come down to South Florida. Have them come to South Florida to see what happens. They beat the Cowboys. That's good. Bills came through. Lose. They could have beat the Bills last night, too. That's the thing mm, that hurts yeah. me the yeah. most. Well, what would have like, helped? What would have helped is if you have Mostert. What would have helped is if you have Waddle. Like, here's here's what I'm having trouble rationalizing right now. The Dolphins are the sixth seed in the AFC, and they're going to go to Kansas City, and they're in all likelihood on a streaming service going to lose Saturday night to the Chiefs with Taylor Swift in attendance, okay? Swizzy. The Dolphins, only one AFC team had more wins than the Dolphins. Finns with 11. Tua leads the NFL in passing yards. He clinched that in the second quarter last night. Tyree Kill led the NFL in receiving yards. He's led that all season. Raheem Mostert led the NFL in rushing touchdowns. He's been back and forth with McCaffrey most of the year. Number one in total offense. That's never That was never going to change. Number 10 in total defense. What a bounce back from the first month to five weeks of the season. Number three in sacks on the year. Yet the Dolphins sit here going to a seven-degree Kansas City to take a loss on Saturday. I'm having a real hard time rationalizing that. I don't know exactly what it says, but I feel like Obviously, injuries play a part, but I also think coaching plays a part in that. We've got a full week before you finally sign off, before the Dolphins game. What's your confidence level at? One through 100% chance of Dolphins winning the game. 10. And I, I think the Chiefs are a better matchup than a part two against the Bills. If the Dolphins had won, I'd maybe feel worse about going into seven days later, taking on the Bills again mm-hmm. than I am with the Dolphins going to Kansas City. But last night, such a deflating. And, and when you've got Van Ginkle, he's hurt now. 
I don't see any way he plays against the Chiefs. You don't know about Waddle. You don't know about Mostert. Like Mike McDaniel, how many times have we heard optimistic, optimistic, like he said in the postgame about those guys last night, and then they don't play the very next week. I'm sick of seeing Deshaun Elliott play safety. I'm sick of seeing Cater Kohu get beat. I'm sick of uh, of of seeing these 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 backup members of the secondary. I'm sick of Eli Apple. Anything he does, yeah. Uh, the depth stinks. The depth stinks. That's on coaching for not developing that. That's on Chris Greer as well. Brought in a lot of stars, but the depth that's what's killed the Dolphins this year. You you'll have Devon Achan, right? Yep, that's Which helpful. is you didn't have him in Germany. And he would have been a difference maker. And, and you say you were missing Mostert. HN's better. But Mostert, but those def- two, nice change of pace. Those two are better yes. than just HN. Yes, you're right. Because but HN, you can't run between the tackles. You, as much. When you can, it's with that little direct pitch that yeah. they have to him. Yeah. He, he's, he just is so explosive. And I think he scares me more. Like when you're, when you're rooting for a team, if you're rooting against the Dolphins, you rather see 31 out there than 28. Because when 28's out there, you know it, it could be a home run. It could be a 70-yard yeah. run for a touchdown. problem but, is, A-chan's also made of glass. He is. He is. He is. M- much like a lot of members of this Dolphins team are made of glass. And that's a big problem, too. And and for the Chiefs game on Saturday night, the thing that you can hold to is, I mean, let's not forget, the Chiefs' ailing problem that has been happening all year and has had them losing to teams that they should beat, including the Bills, including the Packers on primetime, even the Eagles, has been the receivers coming up short in big moments. If you can keep this game close, if you force a situation, it's weird to even say this, to even think this out loud. If you could force a situation where the Chiefs need a game-winning drive at home in, in cold, bad conditions where the receivers will have an extra excuse why they drop the ball or have stone hands, you could put yourself in a good situation. I, I don't, as much as it feels like a foregone conclusion that the Chiefs win because of how good the defense is and how just, I mean, toothless the Dolphins feel mm-hmm. right now, Let's not forget the Chiefs have given games away all year long. Let's. I want to give you that one little modicum of hope. I hope that you're. You don't have to though. I'm not 15. asking for that. I yeah, mean, I know the but, Chiefs are flawed, but you don't need to like try and pump me up. I'm not I, pumping you up. I'm just letting you know that, like, hey, as much as you feel like your team has problems, my team has some get it. glaring problems as well. And just thankfully, they have the rest advantage, which uh, will probably also show up Saturday. Well, I, I do love you and appreciate you that yeah. it did help my outlook a little bit. Um, right but and, and, and so I, I get this message from Kevin. Uh, Ken, after the show Thursday and your talk of all the excuses from Bill's Mafia, I do make fun of the Bills a lot with their excuses, wait, whether wait, it's wait. the sun's too hot or the turf is too tough or the travel's too long or there's too much snow. Uh, last night it would be, oh, the lights were too bright, like all this <laughs> nonsense. Uh, so I do make fun of them. Um, but the show Thursday and your talk of all the excuses from Bill's Mafia this is Kevin on social media there better be no excuses from you today just take the L my guy just take the L hashtag go Bills I am taking the L I am taking the L but then he follows up with you want everyone to acknowledge the Finns injuries but you won't acknowledge all of the Bills injuries no shade but make it make sense the Bills absolutely banged up yeah okay I, I acknowledge that I do and I actually think the way that I just pointed out how the Dolphins don't have enough depth, how that's on coaching, how that's on Chris Greer, how the Dolphins, how come they can't find guys in the reserve who are physically punishing, able to withstand a team like the Bills that's so physically imposing. They want to bully you. They want to rub your face in it. That is an acknowledgement of jealousy for me towards the Bills. Mm. The Bills find a way. Sean McDermott, for all his flaws, like complimenting 9-11 terrorists, a team has, he's able to coach up the depth. That front office has given depth. Everybody has the same identity. Matt Milano, doesn't matter. We'll just plug someone in. Equally as physical. Like, it's, I'm complimenting the Bills in that spot. I'm not yeah. trying to, did the Bills win last night because the Dolphins started losing everyone again defensively? I think so. I think the Dolphins should have won that game last night. But, but, are the Bills the deserving AFC East champions? Absolutely, because they stick to their identity. They never waver off that identity, even when things are going poorly. And it always felt like they were going to find a way once they beat Kansas City to claw their way and climb their way back in. They're the rightful AFC East champions. I'm not denying that. I'm not. So much had to go in their favor during this last seven games. So many small things. One play here, one call there, one injury here. Like the Bills were the beneficiaries of. A lot of very marginal. They say it's a game of inches, right? 
It can come down to anything. They, they were the beneficiaries of so many little things like that, including last night's 96-yard punt yep. return. You don't scheme that up. You don't plan for that. You don't plan for a guy to get hurt and block uh, uh, who was it, Alex Ingold. Yeah, Alex um, Ingold gets knocked over by, by Cam Good. Just, oh, leg. Oh, down goes Alec Ingold. And that's what it feels like. The Bills are such an opportunistic team where they just hang around. They're just kicking it. They're just vibing, waiting for their chance, and then they prowl on it, and you do have to give them some credit for that. They, I mean... I still can't believe we're sitting here today saying the Bills are the two seed and the AFC East champion. It's crazy. We'll get to a bunch of your social media in a second here. What or who do you admit you were most wrong about this NFL season? Just admit it. Just own it. God knows we jump on here every single damn day and spout off things that are wrong all the time. We're acknowledging it. I'm not hiding from this. I'm no. not trying to disparage anybody. And I even apologize to two people that I did disparage. Openly, directly, Colin Cowherd, who, again, I benefited from a lot on the uh, the petty interwebs, the social media entities. That was lucrative for your boy. Uh, Tony Romo, I was wrong. I was wrong about Colin Cowherd's assessment that the Dolphins were, he's saying they're soft. And he was right. He ended up being right. Uh, a lot of people wanted to say that the Dolphins can't beat good teams. Well, they can't. They haven't. I acknowledge I was wrong. I apologize. Tony Romo? Uh, an emotional remark about after after the, the Bills beat the, the Chiefs and they were still 11th in the AFC, they could win the AFCs now. I, I, I crushed him for it on the show the next day. I was wrong. Tony Romo was right. Okay? He was right. Leo in Riviera Beach here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. What's up, Leo? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my phone call. Um, I'm just as dejected, but today, this morning... You know, this afternoon after the loss yesterday, but I'm like, okay, at least we don't have to pay the play the bills in a rubber match. Yeah, where chances are they probably take care of business, especially with our laundry list of injuries. And injuries are no excuse. They beat us. We had we had five possessions in the second half where we just punt, 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 punt interception. So this brings me to my point: is that I think I'm wrong, and I'm going to admit this. I think I'm wrong about Coach McDaniel. I thought he was going to be the coach to bring us to the promised land, but I'm I'm kind of now I'm going to admit that he's not the right coach to bring us to the promised land. And I know it's quick. I know it's he went he brought us to the playoffs back-to-back years, everything, but there's something to be said. And once, okay, twice, you can't get fooled again whatever what George W. Bush said, but What's up with our second halves? Like, we yeah. can't adjust for nothing in the second half? Uh, we are scoring offense. Our prolific right, offense in the right. second half can't do anything. I, I keep going back to Mike McDaniel because he's supposed to be the remedy for that. Uh, you throw a defensive wrinkle at him, he's going to find a way to circumvent that. And he has not done it. Even in the Cowboys' win, he didn't do it. The offense probably should have lost this, that game. And this is what makes me kind of like cringe is that like, if we notice, you know, I'm J- J- Joe Smo. What do I know about football? Yeah, I yeah. played whatever, whatever. Joe Brady, but Sean McDermott, know- sure as hell, they're going to notice these things. Yeah, if they're going to notice. And so last night, even in the first quarter or whatever, we did a little fake and then pitched to the right. Right. And we got and we got six yards. The very next play, we do the again. exact same play, exact but just same flip play. it back to back. Yeah. Yeah. And we lose four yards, and it's like, what on God green earth do you think you're doing, McDaniel? You think that this is not Madden where you could just, oh, you got five yards, this play will flip it, and the defense won't uh, know what's going on. I, and I'm I appreciate just, his clarity on this, and Leo appreciate the call. No, And I'm, I'm with you. And I, I know that there are going to be some Dolphins fans, there have been already, that have already messaged me this morning, got to get rid of him. Got to, you're not firing Ain't Mike no McDaniel. Stop it. He, he, he's... Is he leaving some to be desired for sure? Is he still one of the top minds in coaching? Absolutely. Yeah. There are 25 teams in the NFL, 26 teams that would kill to have Mike McDaniel as their head coach. What I'm saying, though, is based off of how much trust I put in him, I think Leo's in the same boat, you'd expect him not to be completely confounded by this single adjustment from the Bills last night. One single high safety. That blew up everything. That blew up everything. This is Mike McDaniel. He should be able to find a way. And this isn't the first time this year, though, that the opposing team is adjusted in the second half against his offense because they've got a lot of things on film now yeah. and injuries have piled up. And Mike McDaniel hasn't responded. And that's what's frustrating. When we come back, 
I might have to also admit to some clarity I've had on the quarterback of the Dolphins. What or who do you admit you are most wrong about this NFL season? I say the Dolphins. Mike McDaniel being ready to win big games. Tua being ready to win big games. The defense getting there. I was wrong about all of it. I was wrong about all of it. Super Bowl contenders, wrong. Theo was wrong about the Bills. He thought they were dead, buried six feet under by Sean McDermott. Big questions about Josh Allen. Yet here they are, hosting playoff games. Number two seed in the AFC East. Mm. Road to Baltimore goes through Buffalo. What or who do you admit you were most wrong about this NFL season? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. 23 years. 23. 23 years of uh, creating the sports executives of tomorrow. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Number 10 in the world in postgraduate sport management degrees, according to Sport business, the publication. That is massive. You are getting one of the elite degrees. If you want to get into the sports management industry, the sports industry as a whole, you go through the FAU MBA sport management program. Take courses online or on campus in Boca Raton. Summer semester, fall semester signups now. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. It's the FAU MBA sport management program. Again, courses online or on campus. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. A, an honest conversation about Tua. We continue to go through your social media. Don't forget, it's Monday. That means a dog bleep Monday. Ooh. I suspect there are a lot of candidates, a lot of candidates that we can choose from for people that said or wrote or acted in a way in which you're like, boy, what a bunch of dog bleep this past weekend. We'll have a dog bleep Monday in just about 10 minutes' time. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Christian Cat. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stoney, ESPN 106.3. You've got to pump it up. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Seacat, who do we have out today? Ron Rivera in Washington, Arthur Smith in Atlanta. I suppose that was last night. Those are the, the two so far today. That's what I've got right now. Black Monday! Billy B, maybe, before the show ends? You think? I have a weird feeling Maybe. Billy B stays around. Talking about Bill Belichick, by the way. Oh, I, wasn't there a GM that got fired? Oh, uh, Federer for uh, Federer got, not oh, Roger yeah, for Federer, the, uh, but Federer yeah. with a T. Federer with the uh, Panthers. Yeah, who was yeah. standing right next to that despicable owner as he threw a drink on Jaguars fans. Was standing there Maybe and for his knew. troubles, out the door. The old heave ho. Yeah, he knew. He knew. I think he's probably relieved, to oh. be quite honest. Yeah. He's like, oh man, now I can be an assistant GM in San Francisco. Yeah, go have some fun. Uh, Ricky, on social media, we've been talking about what or who do you admit you were most wrong about this NFL season. He has two of them. He's really owning up two things he was wrong about. The big man. Ricky. Uh, I was wrong about Dak Prescott. Never ever thought he could play at this level home or not. Even better, I said Puka Nakua was a flash in the pan and only good because Cooper Cup was hurt. I was very, very, very wrong on that. We were all wrong on that. Or most of us. Yeah. What if What if this is his only good year, though? Does that make Ricky then right? There's a good chance of it. But I think he, his premise was he was only good because Cooper Cup was out. Right? Yeah. And then he, and Cooper Cup came back, and Nakua still maintained that level of uh, play, even though it wasn't like 20 targets Sure. No, Puka Nakua is, you're right. He's, he he's has good. a game that lends to him going anywhere, in any system, and yeah. succeeding. Well, that's what I, I might push back on that. I think... This might be a result of Sean McVay. I have a whole theory kind of brewing up here that I'm not ready to put out there yet. But <laughs> I still workshopping Sean, it. Yeah, Sean McVay, his his schemes, his play calling, and his ability to like get guys open and um, married with Matthew Stafford works so well for guys like Puka Nakua and even Cooper Cup that elevates them past maybe the level that they would be anywhere else. Do we think the whole NFL missed on Puka Nakua, or do we think Sean McVay really is the offensive genius that he is? Yeah, I don't think it's missing on him, but I think that it's identifying someone with ability uh, that you feel like you can mold into a really good player. I I, I don't think it's missing because he's not like a an elite physical football talent. Yeah. But what he is, he's got dependable hands, and he runs good routes. Yes. 
And so for me, I don't think that's missing. I think that's just identifying someone that you, you feel confident you can make work potentially. And that's why I think that those, those skill sets for a receiver would help you find a chance within any scheme, but it takes a really good offensive head coach like McVay to turn him into that with the scheme. I don't think he'd be doing anything near this level of dominance anywhere else outside of McVay. Um, And that's, or maybe even San Francisco. I feel like, I feel like, you know, Shanahan will find a good way to use him. And I think it's, it's beautiful. It was a great, perfect marriage. Uh, Speaking of a great, perfect marriage, Theo Dorsey and Kaiser golf. Ooh, man. Well, I tell you at the altar, I thought, Kissing, yeah, just just loving. Uh, just loving. And uh, I thought you were talking about my actual marriage, which is you know happening. The countdown is on, man. Next month, I'm about, I'm a month and a day out from uh from becoming you know we a do? married man. See, cat, what we should do starting tomorrow is we should have a daily uh, Theo wedding welfare check yes. around Levicka Theo and Stone. Just see where he's at mentally because it can be taxing the month leading in to one's marriage. All I right. like that. I think we're on to something. I'll find some horror stories too. Yeah. To kind of give you a little bit, keep it on your toes, you right? Balance of both, you know? Expect the unexpected, right? This scenario happened to this bride and groom oh, yes. over, I don't know, Ooh. in California. Yeah. If this happens, what would you do in your How scenario? Would I handle you know what it? that does? Uh-huh. That hardens one's mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that. Yes, yes. Conditioning and, um, him. And as I sharpen my mind for marriage, I've been sharpening my short game on the golf course. And that's yeah. been many a thanks to the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. Shout out to my dog, Pete. What up, All Pete? Right? Pete is, Pete. you know, personally to me, I would say the greatest golf coach out there. All right. This guy works with me. I've only had two, two and a half sessions with him at the Kaiser University Golf Center. Um, I do consider myself an expert pitcher. And I know on this show, they like to ridicule that. I talked to Peter about Short it. Short game. Myself and Tina home team. Mm-hmm. He described to us and, and helped me enhance my vernacular so I know the difference between chipping and pitching, which are two different things. When you're pitching that thing, you're getting some loft on it. Yeah, no doubt. You're getting that thing up in the air. No you doubt. need to jump over a bunker. You need to get over at hazard and still get it in play, get it on the green. That's when I'm pitching. When I'm chipping, it's more of a bouncer. It's like a ground ball in baseball, right? I'm, I'm, I'm chipping that thing low. I'm getting a couple bounces on it. I want it to roll to the hole. And now I know how to do both because guess what my last lesson was on, Ken? What was that? It was on chipping. Chipping. Mm. So now I chip and I pitch and I do whatever the hell I want to on the golf course because I learned from the greats like Peter, the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. They have the facilities. They have the tools. They have the coaches that you need. They've got indoor facility that's 2,000 square feet, multiple hitting bays. You have a virtual system that shows you in playback your swing. If Peter tells me, hey, Theo, show me how you pitch. I pitch, I do it a little wrong, not enough weight uh, leaning forward or on my lead leg. He says, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. Turn around, let's look at the video, play it back, fix that up. I love everything about it. And also, I I love the chipping and putting. Um, I haven't got to putting yet. Okay. I've seen the putting green. I've seen the putting drills. Because you know you putt for dough. You putt for the dough. and um, You chip for show. (laughs) And I've been chipping and pitching for show. Uh We have not got to the driving yet either. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole different beast. Once I get all of my elements of the game down, I might just have a LaVica, Theo, and Stone golf outing where I take all all your money. Um, But it starts at the Kaiser University Golf Center. It's in the heart of Palm Beach County off I-95 in the Turnpike. Find out more at KaiserGolfCenter.com. KaiserGolfCenter.com. I've I've experienced some clarity on Tua. And uh, can we hear for the first time today from Coach Sala, please, CK? Um, you know what that means. It's a dog bleep Monday. Something you saw, read, or heard in sports this weekend that is abject dog bleep. We do that in hour number two when we come back. It's a Monday. I'm mourning the Dolphins. Some of you are celebrating my demise. And you know what? I accept it, but also bleep off. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Christian Cat. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3.